Hello, this is Joey Ryan, and you're listening to Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. Time, we're taking over the prime time. And if you cross this, you're stepping over the fine line. But we can take this to the center of the ring. And when the bell dings, it's time to go. I'll hit the top rope while you're bleeding. No, slam me with the chair in the back of your head. Put you through a table, now you're thinking you're dead. As I climb the ladder and reclaim the belts, you're going home with a face full of welts. We came to win. Well, you better know it's Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. All right, welcome to another episode of MBWS. We're here live at Comic Con Palm Springs. Woo! Yeah, full packed house. This is like, okay, did you watch, did you, okay, oh, I'm sorry, I'm here with Steve Espinoza. Yes, yes. It's your podcast debut, mm-hmm. making his debut. Yes, I'm usually in the chat room. You're usually in the live. chat and you're here. Um, you're wearing your Brock Lesnar. The only time I think they sold these is Suplex City, Ontario, California shirts. The only time, Brock Lesnar, I don't know how they convinced him to come to Ontario because he is, he's pretty like, I only wrestle my main. Theory, my theory? It's a small drive from the airport. That's true. Because <laughs> the Ontario airport, they probably flew him in and then like, or he probably, because they had Raw in LA. Yeah. And then they brought him out to Ontario, yeah. and then he flew right out from Ontario yeah. back to his farm in the Canadian Plains, yeah. wherever he lives. Because he pretty much only wrestles like five or six times a year, and rarely makes yeah. appearances, especially not at SmackDown at Ontario. But it's, that was cool. You were there he for that. Probably, yeah, he probably kills more deer than he does Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did. I think they also may have done it just to sell those Ontario shirts. Yes. Um, which now they have a new shirt that I don't know how I feel about that they're trying to sell at every location. You know how there's the Austin 316? Yeah. So now they're trying to sell a shirt for every local, like I saw a Los Angeles 316 and like every city because they're trying to come out with these like shirts where they can get people to buy things like out of, like AJ Styles is like, I have this red one that you can only get in Georgia, (laughs) wear it when I'm in Atlanta. Like they're really smart. With their merchandising. And he's going to have Los Angeles, don't be sour. Exactly. (laughs) They're always trying to come up with those. Like, it is kind of an ingenious marketing thing, but I wonder, like, what if they never go back to Ontario? I mean, they do, but Brock Lesnar's not there. (laughs) And then do they still sell him when he's not there? They probably do. Of course they do. They make a certain number. Yeah. They give them the rest of charity. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I was going to say, this is like that. Did you watch the SummerSlam pre-show? Yes. I saw the six-man tag in front of five The six-man tag was seriously, they hadn't even, I don't think they'd let people into the building yet or some, there was some miscommunication. The Miz went to work the crowd and there was only one guy with this camera. Of <laughs> it, my, like, I think there was some miscommunication or it might have been like when I went to WrestleMania 32 and the 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 ticket machines weren't working, so it was like the the Texas State, the Arlington State, the giant Dallas Cowboys Stadium, AT and T Stadium, AT and T Stadium, Wi Fi problems. They had Wi Fi problems, <laughs> which makes a ton of sense. Um, but it was the Ryback Kalisto match. There was like it was maybe a quarter full, and that stadium when it's empty, it's empty. And but SummerSlam, it was basically like an empty arena match going on because I started watching. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And my favorite thing about it, and Marty DeRosa actually pointed this out, um, it was so not crowded that you could hear individual people yelling things, and and that's because like somebody just all of a sudden you'd be watching it, it's so quiet. All of a sudden you hear somebody go, "Miz, you suck." There's one person, and I'm like, oh my gosh, if if those those people probably don't know, and if somebody did know, that'd be bad because yeah. you could have a guy in like the third row just doing commentary if he wanted to. That's how quiet it I was. I just imagine Vince when Miz went out to work the crowd and you only saw that one guy go, get the camera off my You know Vince was probably having a freaking I can just imagine all the veins because they did a really good job of like they, I don't know if they actually did it or if it was like an effect, but they darkened that, you could, it looked like it was like yeah. filmed in like an old 80s, like Very 70s arena, like no lighting, they only, like super close shots. 
like super close shots. And there were three pre-show matches. Oh, yeah, the guy was the fedora and a, and a cigar. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was crazy. And also, if you watch the pre-show and the pay-per-view, that show was six hours long. Mm-hmm. I can't just I because I, I went to I was doing a, I was selling at a convention. We were at the uh, comic book sci-fi convention that day, so I got home and I I had to skip the pre-show because I had already I already had to start watching it. Like I got home at like six, so I missed like I started watching it from the beginning at six o'clock, mm-hmm. and I was done at like ten. And then I'm like, I don't want to go back and watch the pre-show now. I'm tired. But like the people, in, there were people in that building. If you somehow got in the arena for the beginning. Um, like, cause there were a few people, I don't know how they got in, um, but you were there for six hours, and I guess I did that for WrestleMania. That was more than six hours, but it's a lot. And they're asking a lot of their viewers. How did you hold it for six hours? I, <laughs> magic. I didn't have to get up the entire time. I go at the, I go right before, like, I, I like, I'm like, okay, I think the pre-show match, the first match is gonna start in five minutes. I went to the bathroom and I seriously, like, did not, I don't drink. I like I drank enough water where I'm like, and I don't know. It's I think something happens in my body during like WrestleMania specifically where because normally I have to pee a lot, but I think my I love well, I, can, I I cannot miss a second from what's going on because famously during WrestleMania 31, Emily got up like and 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 it was like I forgot what something I think the Rock. Came out and and you I um, and she had just left and all of a sudden I see her come running like cause like but like I'm like if you leave during WrestleMania something cool will happen yeah. like I, there was a guy that got up um, like dirt before the tag team match he's like I don't care about the tag team match I'm like you know the Hardys are probably coming out he's like that's not happening and as and a lot of people got up because that was like at like hour four or five in the show and then the Hardys music hits and what I like on TV you see everybody going crazy and what I was watching was hundreds of people running out of the tunnels back to their seats like because that's and that's why I just sit there and I don't leave and I somehow I'm like it's the only time I have really solid control over my my bowels and my like it's the only time um well, I'm, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always, my sister's here, she's vouched for it, we're always sitting up so high, so we're up by the lights, Yeah, and we get so dehydrated, we don't have that to go to the true. bathroom. That is true. Maybe that is part of it, because I am pretty high, and then I was, I got, I must have gotten dehydrated, because like, at WrestleMania this year, I mean, it was like in the 90s, but it was like 85% humidity, and it kind of rained a little bit at the beginning, and it was like, and I was just like, ugh, this guy did give me a water, so that might have saved my life, I don't know, um, but yeah, how, how, what would, what, 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 what would have you guys been reaction been like, what if I had like died of dehydration or something <laughs> at WrestleMania, like, in Florida? Is that it fits? It fits. He <laughs> lived a full life. He died doing what he loved. I the the I lately I've been in these I've been going to these shows where um, have you heard of bar wrestling? Yes, yes. So it's Joey Ryan's new promotion. It's inside like a it's they do it in um, what is that Baldwin Park at like a VFW hall or something. And he he's he wants to sell as many tickets as possible. So what does Joey do? He's like, oh, we'll just get rid of the seats. And so you can pack more people in. So it's standing room only. And it's gotten pretty popular. Like, where there's like 400 people in there and standing. And even when it's the July 4th show, I thought I was going to die. Because it was at least 110 degrees in there. And like, and like Sean, um, hot tub guy had to leave at the middle and go outside because he's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> and he missed the best part because there was a whole spot where, um, John Morrison wrestled as Boone the Bounty Hunter, yes. which is his character in the movie that he made, starring himself. <laughs> um, and so he wrestled as that character, and he and he did the spot where 
He he chases a guy with he, he plants a bag of coke on him. And he's like, oh, what's this? And then he chases him around. And then at some point, the coke goes all over the ring, and it's not actually cocaine. Yeah. And then people start snorting it up, and then they act all crazy. <laughs> and so the referee Rick Knox snorts the cocaine and did a suicide dive onto like four people, and Sean missed that. So I'm like, but he was having a freaking heat heat stroke because I don't know. I I built. I think I've developed superhuman strength going to these shows because like PWG, it's over a hundred degrees in there. Um, and this last bar show, there was over four hundred. It was packed out, like it was packed, packed. Yeah. Um, but I always my strategy at the ones the standing room shows is as long as I have a wall behind me. I'm okay because I can like lean against the wall. It kind of creates a little bit of space. I have a little bit of buffer because people are jammed up, and I'm kind of I'm tall, so I stay at the back and I get a little bit more because I don't know how the people jammed against the ring can even breathe. Like I went to Beyond during WrestleMania week, which Beyond started that trend of these standing only shows. They're on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and I just was so uncomfortable. Like I I I, I remember. Like, cause like, I used to go to Warp Tour and stuff, and like, I'd be like, Jim, and now I'm older, and I, I don't know, I don't have patience yeah. for that. Yeah, you, you bring up, uh, you bring up Referee Mike Knox. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't have a nickname yet. Cause, in AAA, they had a referee with, in English, his nickname, um, translated to, um, Suspenders. He yeah. always wore suspenders. Well, then you have Red Shoes, red shoes and, and now you have Red Shoes Junior, or... Knox is known for having the elbow pads, but I guess... Well, he's just Knox. He's Rick Knox, professional referee. Not as uh, trendy, I guess, as red shoes and suspenders. The PWG, we just kind of... It's Knox, and then he got Justin, um, who's the evil referee. But he's not evil in EWF, because when I started booing him in EWF, people were like, oh, he's good here. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, And, uh, but... um, I guess I just want to ask you, uh, you have, like, some... Like martial arts experience background. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm currently at green belt in Kenpo. I'm going for a brown belt. What's Kenpo? Kenpo is like a a cross between kung fu and karate and some other martial arts from Asia, mm-hmm. and it relies a lot of uh, well, well, karate. I mean, kung fu relies a lot of kicks, and taekwondo a lot of kicks is. Mostly punching mm-hmm. to set up kicks, okay, and, or other strikes, okay. And it's it's it was known as the mixed martial arts before mixed martial arts because it took from so many other martial yeah. arts. Because we have forms that are from Japan, These forms weapons. from China. Uh, yeah, they teach some weapons with sticks. Um, my my instructors are part of the Dog Brothers. Oh, yeah, you're talking about these dog full contact stick fighting. Man, the minimal. Minimal gear. I think some people wear knee pads. Um, everybody's required to wear a. So you just kind of beat each yeah. other with sticks. Yeah, which is like which is like putting on a, grabbing a wire mesh from a craft store mm-hmm. and somebody hitting you in the head with a stick. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're. And you've done. You're uh, also. Catch, I've done a catch catch wrestling. I did one tournament where I got second place. Wow. There was only three guys in the division. <laughs> There's only three guys in the super heavyweight division, but I beat one of them. Well, that's good. Yeah, and the other guy was a ringer, so I don't really count. <laughs> um, the other guy was Josh Barnett. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josh Barnett is actually a friend of um, my grappling instructor, Jesse Merez. Okay. And he's actually friends with uh, Shayna Baszler, who's in the May Young Classic. Shayna Baszler, one of my favorites for the May Young Classic. Yes. It's going to be on Monday. Um and I'm very excited to see her yeah. compete in that. We she's saw, a Orange County local. We saw her win. And she's a game. hardcore video game Yeah, we fan. saw her win the women's division of the last uh, King of Catch tournament in, where was it? In Orange County, somewhere mm. in Orange County. <laughs> so we've awesome. we seen her in action in yeah, a legit she's great. match. She's great. Yeah. She's super talented. Yeah. Um, and even her professional wrestling style is very ground-based, very submission. Yes. She can get people into submissions. Yeah. And, like, she's actually... And then she's fa- she she's recently become known to the WWE Universe. I can't believe I just said WWE Universe. Well, yeah. I'm a shill. Um, by... She was on, um, I think it was Total... 
Bellas. Total Bellas. She was training with Nikki. She, was, she taught Nikki, like Nikki's submission that she uses. Yes. Shayna taught her that. Because yes. I like, and I love the fact that that means WWE is bringing in these like submission experts to like teach. Yeah. And I and thought the, that was really cool. The rumor is that Ronda Rousey is training. Yeah, I've heard she is. The, we might see the four horsemen of MMA, four, in, four horsewomen of MMA come into yes. WWE. That is a rumor going around. There's lots of different rumors going around. I did just read a rumor on... I want. I, I hopped on Squared Circle just to see what the latest news, if there's anything we wanted to talk about. Obviously, last night, did you watch the fight at all? I saw an illegal streaming stream <laughs> that, so if that had 900,000 people. Oh, watching. I'm sure. So that's... That's taking money out of Floyd Mayweather's pocket. Oh, so either boo, way, boo, either way, boo. either way, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was Mayweather versus McGregor, and yeah. like against what pretty much everybody I knew predicted, McGregor went ten rounds. Yeah, I knew that if it went long, Mayweather would win somehow. I thought it would go. All but a lot of people were just thinking yeah. that Mayweather was just going to beat. Yeah. Because he's a professional boxer and McGregor is not. And yeah. you would think, like... The, the rules are in his favor. Yeah. Which, but McGregor which, is... You want to see... He's legit. He's a legit... You want to see Mayweather's tactic? <laughs> oh, oh, you can't push me in the back of the head. You can't push me in the head. So that's all he did? Yes. That sounds like in, a lot of fun MMA, to pay money to in watch. In MMA, you could McGregor go, yeah. would choke would him out. choke him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but was it exciting to watch? It was kind of like it you're doesn't sound at the, like you're, it. It's the the quarter because it went quarter. ten rounds. Yeah, the, How long is that? That's thirty minutes. Jeez, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes of like 20, ducking and a championship fight. Oh, thank and you. A championship fight and UFC is twenty five minutes. So Mayweather knew if he could get him into those extra rounds, those extra minutes. So that was playing all along. Yes, he had the wiggly arms. Couldn't keep him up. That's where. But when he would throw him, he would punch him, get him a combination, mm-hmm. get him wobbly. Got him. Mayweather never went down, though. I mean, not Mayweather. McGregor never went yeah. down. He was out on his feet. So, I so mean, there's lots of it. hype on McGregor. They People talking about he, because he's talked about maybe doing some WWE stuff. Yes. But he still has a, he's a, he still has MMA. He still has. He, he's still a, yeah, he's, he's still a I, top I, MMA I, fighter, right? He still has a championship. He'll probably do maybe in the, at least another year before he even does other endeavors. But he would have to really change his style. Yeah. Um, it, eh, um, his form, his promoting is... He talks a lot yeah, of smack, which has, is why I think a lot of people keep thinking he would be perfect for WWE because yeah. he's got the mic skills. Yeah. And he also actively trolls WWE wrestlers, yes, which I can't believe as wrestlers that they keep falling for it. I'm like, you guys invented this. Yeah. How do you not realize what he's doing? Yeah, even Big Show they they like, always take the bait. Big Show was like, yeah, him. he can say what he wants, but if I get my hands on him, you're telling me he's going to kill me. <laughs> That's what Big Show would say. Um, basically, what he has going against him is curses too much and his accent. Now, some people might say, oh... Sheamus. Sheamus doesn't have as thick of an accent as... Finn Balor is pretty thick. It is, but it's not our... our yeah, that's true. <laughs> Connor, yeah. Connor has really thick... And we know people. Vince doesn't like that. Yeah. And he kind of has a point. People say, oh, it's BS. Um, he's holding Cesaro back. Um, but, yeah, it's... When's the last time you've seen Cesaro do a five-star promo? When Paul Heyman was his manager yes. and doing the promos yeah. for him, um, but I also think if you don't give him the chance to develop, yeah. but it doesn't matter anyways now because they're scripting everything. So I don't even yeah. think they're really developing mic skills because if you're just doing pre-written stuff, I don't know how if that's going to help you. So that's again that that that's kind of it's not even their fault because I feel like back in the day when it was just completely unscripted when promos. If you, you it, it forced you to get really good at promos really yeah. fast. Now, when you just have writers handing them scripts to most of yeah. the guys, they don't have any motivation, I think, to try to get better or because they're just going to have this. They're always going to have this script. Yeah. And but I think that's what's hindering some storylines and hindering some things because of these. You can tell it's, it's scripted, yeah, and it's you, but you know that's what they want because they just canceled Talking Smack, which was. 
the most unscripted thing they had. Yeah. But how many characters developed be out because of that show because they were given those forms? Baron Corbin, you think though. about Baron Corbin. Yeah. You think about Alexa Bliss. Kevin you think Owens. about Kevin Owens and the Kevin Owens though is great on the mic, yeah. but that gave him an opportunity. But guys like Corbin and Alexa Bliss, I don't think would be where they're at right now if it wasn't for Talking Smack. And now that Vince has taken that avenue away. Because I feel like he yeah. felt like he was losing control, and that's it's all about control. He wants, I don't know. He wants more people like Bobby Roode who could cut the promo in the ring and can bring people in. Yeah. Yes, that's what he wants. He doesn't want the the new age wrestler, even though now he's he's telling everybody, "Oh, we're not we pro wrestling is what my dad did." Is what he'll tell everybody. We're sports entertainment. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you look at yeah. right now, the most over. Guys, period. They're selling the number one selling shirts. A hot topic right now are the Bullet Club, are the Elite, are the Young Bucks, the Kenny Omega. Yeah. That's all. That's that's beyond unscripted. They've gone into the next level. If they were there, they've made their own YouTube show, which is beyond huge. Which now they're really. I don't know if you saw. They're ruffling some feathers because. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn made some unauthorized cameos oh, on the show a couple weeks ago. So now they've got WWE guys in their YouTube show. And you know Vince lost his mind. Because, again, he's – all I can imagine is Vince is getting these reports from, like – because WWE sells shirts at Hot Topic. Yeah. And he's like, wait, we're number 10, 11, 12. Like, who are these guys? What's happening? <laughs> and they're, like, destroying them. They're, like – they're selling so many shirts. And these guys, they're not on TV. Like, you can't just watch these guys on TV like you can WWE. So according to Vince, they shouldn't be able to sell what they're doing. I have a hand raised here. It's like UHF. A UHF station. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening right now. Because these guys, yes, they're in New Japan, but I don't think most people buying these Bullet Club shirts watch New Japan because you have to be pretty, unless you get access. But but then, like, access is what? Four months behind? Five months behind? Um, I think now they're getting getting a little bit. Because they're showing the G1 right now, aren't they, on access? Something like that. Okay. But really, these guys are over because they're doing these YouTube videos. They're on Ring of Honor. But even that, I don't think everybody – I think people just think they're cool because they're out there. They're talking all kinds of smack. I'd be surprised if in a year or so we'll start seeing people who aren't wrestling fans wearing – Oh, 100%. I I already seen it. It'll be the new tap out, the new affliction. The new NWO shirt yeah. because the nuance because like I already saw it. I went to Comic Con and there were people wearing Bullet Club shirts. I went to Two Sweet them because that's what they freaking yeah. do. And the people did not know. And yeah. I'm like, and they're like, oh yeah, I just bought this shirt because it looked cool. And I'm like, it's happening. It is yeah. happening. Good on them. Good because the young books right now are probably like. It would they would lose money if yeah. like, this is why people are asking me like why isn't the young bucks go to WWE I'm like because they don't need them they, they are because right now you know Vince would love them because he wants some of that T-shirt yeah. money but right now they get 100 percent of their t- I think New Japan probably gets a cut yeah, since so it's Bullet Club merch w- but non Bullet Club stuff yeah. like the Elite stuff and just the Young Bucks shirt they're getting 100 percent of that why would they give 50 to 75 yeah. percent although I've heard Vince they, I've heard they're only getting like unless you're John Cena you're only getting like three to five percent of your shirt sales why would they do that they have no reason and they are getting booked all around the world and they're getting all their money why would they sign and so until I think they're going to ride this wave for as long as they can but then yes you want the security the guaranteed money at some point in your career but I don't think for them they don't need that right now Mm -hmm. I mean look at night two Ebola night two Ebola they announced that the elite's going to be there that's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and I was able to buy night one and night three Ebola tickets, no problem. I got in there, bottom. Night two Ebola, I'm pretty sure because they put they announced that the Elite was going to be on there, those tickets, I'm going to say they sold out in 10 seconds. And like, like you said, 20 people could buy 20 tickets. And, and then that's all the tickets. Sell out the show. And so that's why right now I'm putting out the plea again. I need a night two Ebola ticket. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't get to see it. Because a lot of the Bola matches happening night two, like a lot of the progress guys are wrestling on night two. I mean, they're gonna have a, there's a, I'm super bummed. Cause I don't know if you've heard of the Pacific Coast Power Trip. There are these guys that wrestle in progress. But one of them, TK Cooper, got injured and now he's off Bola. So they're bringing in 
Joey Janela. I don't know if you're familiar with him Janella, from CZW. Him. He's okay. now part. He's been wrestling on CWF yeah, okay, no, Championship know, Wrestling from Hollywood yeah, a lot. Yes, yes, yes. But they're bringing. It's he's making his PWG debut, which is a very big deal because Joey Janela. I didn't even know who the heck he was less than a year ago, and he's he went. He had the biggest show. He promoted his own show during WrestleMania. Pretty much almost sold out. It was a midnight show that every, nobody said would work. And then, and he's gotten himself over to the point where now he's wrestling over in California. I think he's out of Florida or the East Coast somewhere. And he's gotten himself booked everywhere. Yeah. He's done that all himself. I really like, I really like it when a uh, self-made person can become something big. Yeah. Uh, we talk about, global. and that's one of the reasons why I love wrestling. So global, global Force Wrestling just crowned a new champion. You used to be known as Sean Ricker and Championship Wrestling for Hollywood. The yeah. last, the last, he was a WWE cast yeah. off. The last charge of um, Paul Bearer or Percy Pringle before R.I.P. He passed away. Rest in peace. And now he's known as Eli Drake. Yeah, the new Global Force Wrestling Champion. The two number two number three. Motion in America. I guess you could call yeah, it that. I guess. I tried to watch like one of their shows recently. I mean, I'll, it, I'll it is hard to it, watch because it's all over the place. It's all over the place, and it's well. It will now. Okay, so I think they finally got rid of El Patron. Yes, he was uh, stripped of the title, suspended for whatever is it. I, whatever his issue is, something. I, I don't really care about talking it's about just that. Upsetting. Yeah, yeah it's upsetting. <laughs> um, we won't, but but yeah. So they had this like. So now they brought in Jim Cornette, which I'm like, ugh. Yes. Um, but at least they got rid of Bruce Pritchard, who was I. I just I'm so sick of like Bruce Pritchard, who hopped his well, podcast more than he hopped yeah, the show. And then, but then <laughs> what they're also doing is this WWE light because like, okay, an authority angle. Yes, we like. Oh, I've never seen this before. Like, like, why yeah. can't you guys? The reason why Lucha Underground is so great is because they did they do something completely different. It is actually. It has the feel of an underground. Yeah. Fight. Whereas GFW is just like yeah. a bunch of WWE cast offs and then some indie guys that they don't put over. Yeah. And like. Literally, it looks like they, it literally looks like they rented their, their production and like, value. The crowd is so tired out there because they tape so many episodes. Yeah. And it's just, the crowd's not into it. And like, I'll see guys like OI4K made their debut last week. I guess their name and they can't say Ohio is for killers on TV, so they're yeah. called something Ohio something. Versus I don't know. everyone. Yeah, Ohio versus everyone. OVE yeah. now, um, and I'm super excited. And their first debut match wasn't very good. Then they had yeah. a second match, which was better. But I'm like, I have no, I have no faith that they're gonna treat because like, look what they did to Reno Scum. I know one of them yeah. got hurt, but when they made their debut, it's like these are just some guys. Like we don't even know. And those guys are like, those guys are awesome. Well, you're, you're, and like they're bringing in a lot of guys. They got like Jason Cade yeah. in there now. They like got Desmond said, Xavier. They're, they're they doing, got, so many shows in a row, which means so yeah. many guys have to wrestle so many times. And then they're in bringing in like they're bringing, but they I, they got all the Lucha Underground guys in there yeah. now, like, and now they got John Morrison. I was just at a and, panel with Melina Perez, and I asked her, as an NBA an NBA prospect will get drafted, he'll still continue to do the same drills as he did in Pee Wee basketball, college, high school. Is a does a pro wrestler still run the ropes and take bumps? And she said, no, you have to. You need to preserve yourself, and by that point, if you're in WWE, it will be muscle memory, and you don't need to be practicing it. Um, but you have to preserve yourself. Yeah, which that's a big yeah. When you're wrestling, as much well, that's why I mean, like I remember reading some hardcore stats guys basically figured out and were able to predict who was going to get injured in the WWE roster because they figured out who was wrestling the most matches every year, and inevitably that person was the one that would get hurt. Like they, Seth Rollins, I think like the first time he got injured, he'd wrestled like 300 matches that year, yeah. and like and now like and then the guys and then he'll say like these are the guys that are wrestling because like they're working these guys, but you'll, but you'll still get the critic. All these indie guys, oh, they don't do all the moves that they used to do. And that there's a reason why they don't do all. The indie moves guys are wrestling like two, maybe three days a week. Those WWE yeah. guys are doing it, and they're also on the road itself. Yes. Takes so much out of you. I have a bad and they're going to the gym every day. I like, have a bad knee. I could barely sometimes keep my leg like that for a while. I got to move it around. I got to mm-hmm. figure out when I'm driving my car. Is imagine if these guys have yeah. two bad knees, a bad back. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, I was gonna. There's some other news that occurred over the weekend um, in addition to the McGregor fight. We had uh, Triple A, Triple Mania. I don't know yes. if you've heard anything. The news coming out of here is that Sexy Star, who was supposed to retire? 
she was actually retired, so she wouldn't have to lose her title yeah. to to Taya. But then, but then they stripped the belt of Taya, who won it in a no disqualification match, but was then stripped of the belt because of an illegal choke. Figure that one out. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is total BS. But then there's a lot of beef going around with like Vampiro and her and Mundo, except um, Morrison right now is the AAA champion. Yeah, so if you um, wanted to, you could just never go back to Mexico if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, well, there's they're they're using that to build heat. Like they did a whole angle where like yeah. I guess at the end Morrison won that he retained the title, and then he had he had he did this whole thing. Where he gave a super heel promo in Spanish. Yeah. I watched a video of this, and then he made Vampiro put the belt on him, and he's also got the Lucha Underground belt. Yeah. And um, and and then he, but then and then and then Vampiro gave him a choke slam. So it seems like th- at least yeah. va- at least in Mexico they're smart enough to turn the real yeah. life stuff into angles and make yeah. money off of it. Whereas opposed to Vince McMahon, will at the detriment of his own product punish wrestlers yeah. by jobbing them and doing things like yeah. if. Like I really, I'm now I'm convinced the way the Baron Corbin's been booked. I'm like, oh, they really are punishing him, and that's so stupid. Yeah. Like at the, but like they give like like why are you jobbing him out? Like like after building him up, they give him the briefcase, and then because of some like thing, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. But for a seventy whatever year old man, like it makes perfect sense, I guess. So I'm guessing there there was news with Sexy Star. Oh, the Sexy Star news. I'm sorry. Yeah. So she wrestled in a I think triple threat or tagged some match. Yeah, the Rey the Rey. It was, it, but it was her and Lady Shawnee, who she has legit heat with, and Sienna from TNA, not Rosemary. Rosemary yeah. from TNA, and I guess her and Shawnee and I saw some video. They were shooting on each other. And then I don't know why Rosemary got into how Rosemary gets involved in this, but she submits Rosemary with an arm breaker. And then after the match ends, the bell rings, she puts it back on her. And what it, it appears she legit like separates her shoulder. Yeah, but now they're saying the injury is not as severe. And this in Mexico, you never know. This all could be a word. Yeah. Well, it, it, what the, the but they're saying breaker. there was some like a legit. She legit put an arm, and then she yeah. legit injured her, which in wrestling is the biggest yeah, no-no I forever. Seen, I haven't seen the video yet, but I could tell somebody's actually putting well, pressure on because everyone, all, yeah. all wrestlers yeah. are legit pissed off. Like Joey yeah. Ryan, I knew it was a big deal when Joey Ryan tweeted. He said something to the lines of, um, "Let me pull it if up." She here. Bring, if she if she brought her wrist to her chest, and even. Um, popped her hip even an inch. You could hyperextend the elbow. You could break the elbow. Yeah. You could break the two um, bones here. Or, or if she pulled it, she could even separate the shoulder. So there, there is cause injury. So, That's why whenever you see somebody do an arm breaker, they have their arm here. Yeah. Their rocket yeah. back ports make it look like they're doing something, but, but they're um, not. As long as they're not moving their hips. But no, they, this they was very chest. much like the elbow. It yeah. was, and then so then you had. So apparently then, so when, when Joey Ryan said, whether it's dick flips or submissions, we constantly put our health in each other's hands. If you violate that trust, you're not one of us. Like, yeah, sexy taking shots. Is, if she comes to the United States to do any show, she is probably going to be a marked woman. Yeah. And not saying that and then, somebody's going to put and out. And then Sienna from yeah. TNA tweeted, if that wasn't a shoot, which again, in Mexico, they take their angles as like way far. So it could, again, this all could be fake. Yeah. Like, but just judging, so we don't know. And this is why, again, like what they do to build up. But then he says, she says, if that wasn't a shoot, she's just another idiot Mark who doesn't know the mechanics of an arm bar, but I'll beat her ass either way. Yeah. Woo. And then Allie from Impact also says, just watched a clip from Triple Mania and I'm even more angry than I was last night. If you deliberately hurt or shoot on someone in the ring, someone that is trusting you with their body, you don't belong in our business. So, like, this but, is some pretty heated comments The one thing going for her, though, is that somebody from America tries to shoot her, they better have some sort of fighting. Well, all she her, is married to she a is a married to a boxer. Uh, yeah, I would yeah, mess so, with her. Yeah. Um, I have, I've, I've met her at Lucha Underground. Super nice lady. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know what's going on. You're not doing business. I, I'm with not her. doing business with her, and I, of course she's not. So that doesn't mean anything. Right. But I, I'm just really curious to see where that goes. This is a developing story. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big thing that happened, 
Dr. Wagner Jr. lost his mask. Oh, wow. I did not hear that. He's a 54 years old. You can look and see what he looks like. Which is, in Mexico, that is a huge deal. So we also had to reveal his name, which before this, nobody knew his name. So Dr. Wagner Jr. loses his mask, which I don't know what this means for going forward Lucha Underground. Is he also going to lose his mask? They'll probably figure out a way to do it. Because Rey Mysterio in WWE lost his mask in WWE. Yeah, I lost it the night before. But in Mexico. this is like in yeah, in Mexico, yeah. it's kind of a big deal. So we'll see. So maybe he'll lose it on. So I'm assuming yeah. he loses it on the. Or he just won't show up. Again. Or he won't show up again, which yeah. is a bummer because I love yeah. Doc. I I was there when he made his Lucha Underground debut, and that place went yeah. crazy because um, he's a huge star in Lucha. Talk about breaking news here at Palm Street's Comic Con. I just finished my collection you your pop. <laughs> of the series of the WWE Legends. Which includes Sting, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, and Andre Giant. I just found, which I've been looking for a while, Ultimate Warrior in the, uh, I guess we call it the official face paint now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found the pop, number 20. They were just showing clips on something, and I had totally forgotten about this match where it was one of it, it was his post WrestleMania 8. Run where he was wrestling, so he couldn't. He was off the steroids. This is where those Ultimate Warrior died rumors came in because yeah. he was so deflated from me off the gas. And he was <laughs> it's his goofiest outfit that I totally forgot about when he was wearing with the muscles on the yes. out. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Also, it doesn't help that when he did the press conference after WrestleMania, he was talking in a regular voice and then yeah. <laughs> Hey guys! I'm so that's where people are like, "Oh, Jim Hellwig died," and yeah. like, and now he is. Dead. And he was making sense during that press conference. So. That's true. Um, <laughs> All I don't the know. Warriors are I bad. I went on a huge nostalgia thing with Warrior, and now I'm back to Ultimate Warrior was pretty shitty. Yes, of course. A shitty wrestler and a shitty human being. But, but he was the the living action figure for little boys. That is true because I did I worship the Ultimate Warrior, but. I outgrew it because I'm like I remember watching I I cannot believe it drives me crazy when I hear I just heard another person try and say that WrestleMania six match is a legendary match and I'm like have you watched it lately <laughs> I guess for the significance of a baby face against a baby face yeah. Hulk Hogan Warrior but if you watch that match they are blown up within the first three minutes they are literally <laughs> leaning on each other because neither of them can stand up on their own two feet within ten minutes. Yeah. They're doing, they're it's actually a doing terrible the, match. The Greco-Roman knuckle locks. Yes, that one person but can it's bang. because neither of them can stand <laughs> up right. And it's I'm like, this is, I guess there's like drama and pacing. It is a great match when it comes to pacing. But it's also bullshit because, I mean, there's the infamous Hulk Hogan kicking out right after three, three. to show that he's still strong, which... Freaking Hulk Hogan and his endless ego. And then the ref giving both belts to Ultimate Warrior to Ultimate Warrior give back to the ref and say, no, Hogan has to give it to me. <laughs> he made him give him the belts, and it's just ridiculous. And um, and because I were I remember watching that match because it was like the history of the WWF title, and then immediately watching because then people disparage the Iron Man match by saying it's boring, and I don't think they've was watched it, that match was lately. Was it Conan that said that he was there and that he saw people leaving because he thought it was boring? Which I don't I, think that, I, that yeah. I think that's bullshit because I watched that nobody's leaving and there are no there's like there's very little rest holds in that match. There's there's a point where you know they always talk about Shawn Michaels hurt his. Back, the real back injury happened when he landed on the coffin. Yeah. It, um, Royal Rumble the next year. Yeah. I think this back problem started because he does a crazy spot during that match at like 45 minutes into the match. That's the, oh, that's um, the one where he goes, he goes over. over the, the top of the turnbuckle to the floor. Yeah. On his back. That's at least eight or nine feet. Yeah. And like, and I'm like, I think that's where he started having back problems. Either that or he torches back when he kicked Tony Schimmel in the head. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> True. But for the wrestler, I know we have some listeners on Iron Man matches, and these the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels wrestled for one hour, legit. It's about an actual. More, more. It's more. It's it more than an hour. But it wasn't. I think that there's a like if you time it out, it's not quite an hour. But they, they, I don't know if they fudged the clock a little bit or what. But it was at the pond. It was at WrestleMania 12. I was supposed to be there, but I was sick and I couldn't go. And when I met Bret Hart, I was stammering. So I was the guy. That's when. That's when the guy was like, "All right, buddy." I keep. I was like, "No." Um, but I, Bret Hart's my favorite. But and I, I'm. I'm I've been watching a lot of Bret Hart. Bret Hart is the best wrestler ever. Period. End of story. 
You I watch. Am, he is perfect in the ring. I'm not talking. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like the, I could. We <laughs> could argue about his charisma. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying for him, his wrestling. You guys like him. Like his. He he was fine and he was good enough on the mic because he's so everything he does is perfect and you can tell like he 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 has the he rightfully claim he isn't he never hurt anybody in yeah. the ring ever and you can watch his matches. It's so like. So good. Everything's so clean and perfect. And he's like Marty and Sarah just they Marty had Sarah watch the WrestleMania 13 match with Steve Austin. That's probably that's a perfect match. Um like I I just I love Bret Hart. And I I know he's a cranky old man now, but I'll whenever people try and complain about Brett, I'm like, you'd be freaking cranky too if like half your family is dead and and you got kicked in the head by Goldberg and forced her and you had three strokes because of it and then he survived he survived cancer and like he has the right to be an old angry old man. I and then he just and then like. And then he can't, and then for these guys who, like, their whole life is wrestling, and then to have that taken away where you don't get to go out yeah. the way you want to, that's yeah. gotta be hard. That's gotta be hard. I mean, look at Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is doing everything he can to get back in the ring, and I am terrified. Yeah. But, reading his newest interview where he's like, look, I'm doing these treatments, I think I'm gonna get cleared. If I get cleared, this is my passion. I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, oh god. Cause, like, if Daniel Bryan gets like severely injured in the ring, or God forbid, die, like I would, I don't know, I would, or even worse, something happens to him as via Benoit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm just scared. But I also, if Daniel Bryan went back on the Indies, or, or I would, I'd be there. And this and, would be worse because people know his family yeah. and who's related to him. And everything, if something like that happened, oh God. Be I don't want to talk about it. It's yeah. not going to happen. Don't would, say that. I know, I know, I'm just saying. I just. We're talking OJ level. Here's, here's the thing though. I, I, but then, and then I talk, it's, I'm so conflicted, but I also know if, if New Japan announced that like, oh, Daniel Bryan's wrestling for New Japan in LA or in Long Beach or in New York, I would fly anywhere in the United States yeah. if I could go watch Daniel Bryan wrestle again. Anywhere. Yeah. I'd probably, if they, if they announced it for like in Japan, I'd probably yeah. go to Japan. Yeah. Like, I, he's my favorite wrestler, period. Besides Bret Hart, it's probably Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan, one and two, and I would having been there for WrestleMania 30, his greatest moment, yeah. and then been there for WrestleMania 31 when he won the Intercontinental Title, and having to watch both of those, and then watching his retirement and and all the concussion yeah. stuff, and now, but now, I mean, the fact that he's now had his child and is still like, I want to return to the ring because that's how much he loves it. Yeah. I'm both like, dude, can't you just be happy? And obviously not. Like, obviously, <laughs> like, he's very passionate about wrestling. And I hope, yeah. I wish him the best. I hope, I, it, hope I don't want him to leave the WWE because I like being able to see him on yeah. TV and stuff. But I also like the prospect of like, because you know if he goes on the indies, like, he'll come to PWG. Yeah. Like, that'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be nuts. Um... And like so, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it still. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I know you said Bret Hart's got five the minutes. Best, best wrestler. I would have to respectfully disagree. Okay, Billy Robinson. Although he was his well, there you go. Was You're going old school. If you ever watched, I know I've watched. Watch I've watched. Okay, here's what I watched with Billy Robinson that blew me away. I watched the two out of three falls with Inoki. And on New Japan World, yeah. that match is incredible. Yes, um, his style, like, but I mean, like, yeah, like, because he's like this guy, like, just watching and him he, immediately, I'm like, oh, this guy can legitimately kill anybody. Yes. And I do have a bias because he did train my grappling instructor, and he's well, Billy Robinson's like the yes. root of like a lot of yeah. guys. I mean, like, you got because that's where like that that leads to like yes. Gene Labelle. It's, it's him, Billy Robinson, Gene Labelle. Um, what's his name? Um, not Frank Gotch. Carl Gotch. Carl Gotch. Yeah. Were the last, shooters, last of the shooters. Last of the shooters in pro wrestling. And they all ended up in Japan because nobody yeah. cared about it here. Yeah. Judo Jean LaBelle, who, this guy was so, so tough, he could do competition in a pinky. Mm. <laughs> That's how. And didn't LaBelle win a Gracie challenge? Like, he won one of the first mixed martial arts exhibitions when he beat up a boxer. Mm -hmm. I forget the name, Milo something, I forget his name. His last name. Um, they had special rules. The boxer had to wear a jacket. and he had but, to wear a jacket? But 
But I think the boxer had his corner wrap his uh, hand wraps in plaster, which becomes a brick Whoa. underneath the glove. So imagine trying to get punched in the face and trying to dodge that punch to grab a guy. To dodge a brick punch? Yeah, to dodge a brick punch, throw him over, put him in a gi choke, and to win, to win. Man. Yeah, you could find highlights of it on YouTube. And then, you, of course, we got Muhammad Ali and Anoki. Which, which he was... Which was 15 rounds of uh, Anoki trying to kick... Um, kick Muhammad Ali in, the leg. in a crab well in a crab walk. <laughs> well, because they like didn't they change the stipulations at the last minute, and then like Ali was worried. Ali didn't want to lose. Yeah, and it and, was uh, I believe they were going to try to do a work. Yeah, but make it look as real as possible. But things got messed up because Ali's manager was Classy Freddy Blassie. Blassie knew if they could take if you give the Japanese an inch, they'll take a mile <laughs> to to make their guy look better. Yeah. Because they know Ali's going to get the bulk of the money. You know, let, let Anoki be the guy who... who Which that was Anoki's thing, was yeah. him going around beating these, like, legit guys. Yeah. But in, but Ali didn't want to play. So then it ended up being what could have ended up being... what I mean, inadvertently, that, did, that was basically the birth of MMA in one way. But it also was, like, this giant spectacle ended up being a huge disappointment to the general public. Yeah. What could have ended up being an extremely famous moment ended up kind of being infamous. There's a great book that's out about it now. I forgot who wrote it, but it's on. If you look it up, it's yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, I think he was so, on. Um, was Takashi? Was it Takashi Jericho or Steve Austin podcast? I have to go back and look it. But I got. I actually remember. Oh, I remember something gross. Yeah. Something gross. I but without me, um, writer. Too. Yeah. yeah. But without LaBelle and Robinson, there is no Daniel Bryan. There's no Ronda Rousey. Yeah. There is no. I mean, any of that. I mean that and that and that and then Carl Gosh and those guys basically create helped like bring like like wrestling to Japan yeah. and like all that. This which, guy, this guy right here, Iron Sheik, always praised Carl Gosh. Said he could never pin the guy, but the guy can never pin him. Well, either. Iron Sheik, another yeah. people might not know, but Iron Sheik, legit badass, badass shoot fighter. But drugs but, and yeah. issues. Well, then, like, and, and the then tragedy sad, was... the tragedy with his daughter, which if you haven't seen the Sheik documentary, yeah. it's, I cried. Yeah. Because you always see the Iron Sheik is this, Howard Stern has kind of made him this comedian joke and, like, Twitter and stuff. But that's all basically a work. Yeah. Where, just to put him, sell merchandise and get himself out there. But he's this deeply, like, interesting man with a very checkered past, but great story, and but a very sad, like, his, his daughter was murdered, and this whole thing, and just really tragic, but he's a very complex person. I think people don't realize that. And surprisingly um, still relevant. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And you think about, like, it still drives me crazy when... Um, I, I don't. I mean, this is a whole other can of worms, and we're we got to wrap it up. But I don't feel good when they bring out Jinder Mahal and 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 a and a bunch of these so legit bad. amazing Indian dancers, and they're getting to for the purpose of getting booze from arena people, really especially in the world that we're living in right now. I'm like, this is not okay. It's yeah. not 1985 anymore. We need to make the world better, and this is not good. This so is like xenophobia yeah. at its freaking worst. And meanwhile, this lady is trying to smile for the cameras while she's getting booed by a bunch of xenophobic redneck strangers. <laughs> Singing, yeah. it's like horrible, and I'm like, "Come on, guys, yeah. we could do better I than know this." He's a bad guy, but even just setting it up like that, you know, you're. It's not. I mean, and then, but then you also have something cool in the fact that you had two wrestlers of Asian descent main eventing like SummerSlam. a title match at SummerSlam, which that's a huge deal. Yeah. But the fact that one of them's portrayed in this extremely stereotypical, gross way, just to elicit booze from a xenophobic crowd. Remember all those wars we fought against India. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just not cool, man. Um, so I hope they get their shit together when it comes to that stuff. And uh, but I mean, I'm excited at the prospects of like, I mean, Nakamura, my favorite wrestler right now. He's getting, he's on his way up, and and that's exciting. Especially as Cena just he keeps getting these movie parts, and and like I think like they're definitely. It seems like they're positioning him, and then AJ opened the show. And I feel like we are building. I feel I don't know how we're gonna get there, but if we get 
AJ Nakamura at WrestleMania this year, like, I will die. <laughs> That's my dream. That's my, I mean, just Nakamura's WrestleMania entrance, because as I've said, when I met him, I proposed, because I said, like, I've, I've, as some people might not realize that Nakamura has a mohawk. He wears it down all the time. And but I've there I have seen pictures of him with it up and it's the most badass thing I've ever seen because it's it's big it's a big mohawk and I'm like are you, are you ever gonna I'm like WrestleMania you need to come out with the mohawk up and he's like it's a giant I'm like because I asked him like have you ever come out with it? he's like no it's a pain in the ass and I'm like WrestleMania and he's like and he just kind of nodded his head so I don't know I'm just like let's come out if he came out with his mohawk up I would like flip out I would hear me as a friend of man. <laughs> Uh, give a week <laughs> to the camera. Oh man, I love that man. I love. I'm. I'm happy that he's getting. I mean, like, I know he. I. I didn't expect him to win the first one in gender, and I'm sure he won't for a while. Yeah. Um. But I just. He's killing it. The entrance is so over. It's the most over. But now they got Bobby Roode too, and that end. Yeah. And Bobby Roode is a face, which is interesting. It seems like it. I'm not sure if they're just use that to. But he'll probably, course, you know, he, as soon as he starts wrestling, he's going to start yeah. doing his heel he's, shit. Well, he's introducing himself to the bigger audience yeah. now. So if you have a guy come out and everybody's singing his song, they know he's a gonna, big deal. How are you going to make him, you know? Uh, but as soon as he know. does heel stuff, yeah. that'll get over too. Because yeah. I, I think Rude's going to get over. Uh, and I would love to see him work another program with Shinsuke. Like yeah. I. Would, um, but I still, I need to see Shinsuke AJ. I need to see, we still haven't, I mean, we got Nakamura Cena, which was awesome, but I'd love to see that on a bigger stage. Yeah. Um, I just, I want to see him wrestle everybody. I want to see him wrestle Owens. I want to see him wrestle Zayn again, which that's I wanna, still, I Nakamura Zayn yeah. from TakeOver, which I watched again. That's still the best match he's had in the United yeah. States. I wouldn't mind him seeing him wrestle Orton, all the guys who are the big names. Yeah. And then say, okay. I need to wrestle the, the Well, because that was kind of his whole thing in NXT. Like, yeah. I need to wrestle all the icons yeah. in order to be an icon. And I liked That's how they cool. did that in NXT, so maybe they'll do that. They, it's, it just seems like when they, they bring some of these guys up, they're bringing so many people in. And, like, I mean, we haven't even talked about – I mean, we got to wrap it up here. But, I mean, NXT right now is basically 2015 pro wrestling gorilla. Yeah. You now have Adam Cole – you have Drew is the champion right now. Yeah. You have Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. A, you got Tommy End, who, I mean, Alistair Black is just killing there it. There was a meme in one of the wrestling groups. You ever seen uh, Captain Phillips? No. Okay, well, there's a part where one of the one of the, 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 the lead pirate tells him, look at me, I am the captain now. And pretty much said, he's a two ROH, look at me. He's a NXT to ROH, look at me. <laughs> I, I am ROH. Now. Yeah, they are ROH now, but they're they're PWG. They're indies because I've like pretty much the top guys in NXT are all guys we've watched for the last seven or eight years on the indies. I mean, you got Roderick Strong in there. You got all these guys, Chris, and now you got you got that solid roster. You know, you got Chris Hero as the anchor, putting people over. You got all these guys. It's freaking amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing time right now for wrestling. Yeah. Haven't, didn't even get to talk about New Japan. Yeah. Which we are now building to a Naito Omega <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom main event. Yeah. I think Naito's taking it all. He's and, taking over the world, man. And to think, uh, what is it, eight months ago, everybody thought we were going to be having Omega in NXT or... Yeah, well, <laughs> now, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Kenny Omega. I mean, he's got that U.S. belt. Yeah, it's that whole thing of... Uh, I'm excited to see him versus Juice Robinson for that belt. Yeah. Well, who would have thought... Who would have thought <laughs> Juice Robinson, like, most improved wrestler of the last two years, he easy. He went from being a hippie to being himself. Solid. Himself. Solid in the ring, although... I love that the, they like Kevin Kelly put a mic on him at the G1 finals when he won his match and he I forgot exactly what he said but it was highly inappropriate. I think he said something about being it was very sexual and I'm just like juice no like come on dude. Well, the name like juice. It was something really <laughs> gross. It was like really gross. Like he's like basically saying I better go sleep with a bunch of ladies right now and I'm like come on dude. It's kind of very and Ke- it was funny. Brock- Kevin Kelly immediately pulls the mic away. Like, very right. Brock Lesnar in the UFC. Oh my god. Which, yeah. Which is why they have Paul Heyman talking for him now well Brock I mean also because Brock sounds like when you, you see it what do you see this beast Brock Lesnar and then when you hear like the voice and the, the image do not match up at all and he's like alright Paul I'm gonna show him let's show him something new about hey bye I don't know that's my Brock Lesnar like yeah. um, it's not so that's I mean I get why that but you know 
Um, well, Steve, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Can people find you on Twitter or anything? On Twitter, I am madman underscore a underscore, no, madman underscore w underscore a underscore box. Okay. Madman with the box. And if you, you're a Doctor Who fan, you get it. <laughs> I'm wearing my Doctor Who oh, shirt yes, today. Oh, yes, yes, I noticed that. Very good. And on Instagram, I am superdude1983. Yeah. Yes, and that's um, inspired by The Simpsons. And if you know the that episode, you get it. <laughs> you got a cool Phoenix mask. Cool Phoenix mask that I bought here for 40 bucks. Like I said, I could probably get it for 10 bucks in Mexico. But that would be kind of sketchy, and I'd probably get some sort of disease. I want to give shouts to Phoenix, who was nice enough to take a picture with us at PCW. And I got a cool picture with him. Yeah, He's a Phoenix, cool guy. Phoenix, one of my uh, favorite wrestlers right now. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Lucha Brothers, so the main event, um, and then night two main event of Bola that I want to go to is the Lucha Brothers and I forgot who's with them against the Elite. It's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just excited because I, I know they're going to wrestle on night three, the Elite. They haven't said who, and I'm just excited to see Kenny Omega in person again mm-hmm. and hopefully meet him. Hopefully, maybe talk to him. We'll see. See if I. I know Sean, hot tub guy. Sean is a lot better at like getting those interviews than I am. Um, if you want to check out, that's Deshaun's Two Cents on YouTube with a number two, and he's got a lot of cool new interviews up. He has a new editor who's been doing cool little pop up. He had pop up hot tub videos, and uh, he's been doing some good interviews at lots of shows. We're gonna be. What do we got coming up? Bobola. And then Bar Wrestling on the 7th, which are still tickets. And they got a bunch of new... Um, Tessa Blanchard's going to be there. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux is going to be there. Um, Joey Ryan. And, and uh, just let me just plug Championship Wrestling for Hollywood. It's oh, one yeah. of my favorite shows. You can watch shows. it on Fight. F-I-T-E. On Fight. Uh, if you're in the Southern California area. KDOC. 4 o'clock on Saturdays. Four o'clock. So it's not in, in the, the middle afternoon. of the night anymore. Not in the middle of the night anymore. They're big time now. They're big time. <laughs> Four now. o'clock in the afternoon on Saturdays. Free tickets if you go to the. Um, I believe it's... they're all the way out in Port Wynome. It's Port Wynone, way the heck out there. Port Wynone at the Ocean View Pavilion. Yeah, I've been wanting to go, but yeah. it's such a long drive. Google that. Dave Marquez tried to convince me there was only a half hour, and I'm like, Dave, it's yeah. not. No. You, like I said, a lot of uh, names are coming out of there. Well, they're bringing in all the CDW guys now. Yeah. Guys like, like Hyde and Daniel Bryan used to wrestle for them. Austin Aries used to wrestle for them. Samoa Joe. Eli Drake, Samoa Joe. Uh, a lot of names that are... Uh, Willie Mack, who's up-and-coming indie, indie star. Lucha He's Underground. In, yeah. Lucha Underground. It's a very good... Pro- for for indie show, I, I really like the production value. Sometimes they got to lower the volume on their uh, entrance <laughs> on their entrance songs because they use real songs, some yeah. of them. <laughs> so, but... Uh, it's quality indie wrestling. Oh, they do the overdubbing like New Japan does? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't have The rights. Red Carpet Rumble, if you could find that video, that's probably one of the best Battle Royals yeah, I've seen. it's their version of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's really fun. It's what the Royal Rumble should oh, be. X-Pac's going to be a bar wrestling on oh, the 7th, so I'm excited yeah. about that. Um, if you, I'm going to be a PodFest, but October 6th, PCW is bringing... Um, I just would want to encourage everybody to yeah. find their local indie and support Especially it. Here We're Southern talking California. Southern California's got a real hot scene going on right now. But PCW is bringing in as uh, special attractions, yeah. meet and greets. They're bringing in Sandman, um, Terry Funk, yeah. and Stan Hansen. Yeah. So that's exciting. I wish I could go, but I'm going to be at LA Podcast. Indie wrestling. You may not know most of the guys on the card. But, but it's but always fun. Yeah, and they're and all they're busting their it's ass. It's cheap. And you can sit, you can usually sit right in front of the ring. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you're on the East Coast, I highly recommend checking out Beyond Wrestling. If Check out my friends at the Wrestling Haze podcast. My friend Jay Rubin, they talk all about the East Coast scene. And so if you're in the East Coast, if you're in the UK, I mean, go watch Progress, Rev Pro, all those guys. Just There's there's indie wrestling happening everywhere. Check it out. Shout all over the country. Shout out to Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Yes. Tights and Fights. Those are other Tights podcasts. Tights and Fights. Our other podcast friends in the wrestling yeah. world. And shout out to our friends at the Benview Network. BenviewNetwork.com. You can check out my other show, Radio Brendo Man, Popsicles. Both of those on there. And I'll be back with Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show. Not sure when. Probably I'm going to start recording stuff at shows. I want to record something at Bola, probably with Sean. Um, I know I've been Sean's been bugging me. He wants to get on the show, so definitely do that. Um, hot tub guy. We need more Mr. Brendo wrestling show. I know. We'll get going. <laughs> I had a few false starts, 
and I'm going to start doing it more. And I just, Steve, I really appreciate you, and thank you, Comic Con Palm Springs. You guys have a great. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And uh, even more MC Arena. Standing ovation. Yeah. Standing ovation. Oh, they're all they're up to the oh, rafters. Streamers, streamers. Oh, no, guys, we don't deserve it. <laughs> well, thank you, Steven. All right, no problem. And for Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show, I'm Brendan Creasy, and we will see you next time in the ring. On time, we're taking over the prime time. And if you cross us, you're stepping over the fine line. But we can take this to the center of the ring. And when the bell dings, it's time to go. I'll hit the top rope while you're bleeding. No, slam me with the chair in the back of your head. Put you through a table, now you're thinking you're dead. As I climb the ladder and reclaim the belts, you're going home with a face full of welts. We came to win. Well, you better know it's Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. Two friends. I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. Made a deal. I would do a minute podcast on a movie. What movie would you do it on? What if we count to three, and at three we both say the name of the movie, and if it is somehow the same movie... Three, two, one... Super Mario Brothers! The Super Mario Brothers Minute. Two episodes a week. Bendu Network. This podcast is a part of the Bendu Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.